Good morning. I clearly pressed that a little bit too early, so we missed totally the intro. But hey, it's okay to make mistakes. That's what I think. I think it's totally okay to make mistakes. Good morning, Martin. Good morning. How morning, Grifter. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to House of Property. It's Thursday. It's live. Feels very live this morning, doesn't it? Does feel a bit live, does feel a bit live. Now I'm gonna do a quick overview of the show because we have been told that we need to explain to people what's coming up on our show so they know to hang on and listen and keep going with the groove. So here we go, this week, what have we got? Well, coming up for you in this amazing unscripted show, it could quite frankly be anything, but no, seriously, I have made a few notes. So we do, we do know roughly which direction we're going, but we could go in any direction because it's house of property, but, we are talking about getting bigger and not better. We're talking about the joy of small things. Martin wants that by popular demand. Uh, we're talking about TNTs. Yes, keep listening to work out what those might be. And is crisis the new normal? Wow, God. And have we got a frothy, bubbly property market or have we got a squeaky bum one? So we've got plenty coming up. It's very, very exciting. But it has only been a week since we last spoke. And oh my God, it feels like a month. So, so much has happened. Obviously, the main thing that's happened is I had a birthday. Yay! Happy birthday, Gifta. Have you been sober since? Uh, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. Funny that. But you had a good time, yes? I had a very good time. I am now an adept sushi maker because I had a had to go off and make sushi. Not had to, obviously it was a good I thing, get to. Get, get to. to I haven't got to. I get to make sushi. And actually, I've learned that that actually flowers and a little bit of spring onion over the top of your car crash sushi can actually hide multiple of sins. That's so good. I, it was good. It was good. Very, very good. You enjoy your and Japanese sausage. That's good. The white paper has come out. So that's oh, yeah. all a bit, oh gosh. And, and just so much has happened. So what's happened in your week? Yes, housing market. Well, I think this is again, isn't it? We talk about this so much, don't we? There's no such thing as one housing market. You've got more and more people ringing me saying, what's going on with the market, Martin? Has it cooled? Should I accept this offer, which is a few percent beneath my asking price? I feel like I'm giving it away. So he said to me the other day, uh, yesterday, I went with the highest valuation, but now an offer's coming lower. But I feel like I'm having to reduce my price in a in a very healthy housing market. And it just comes mm. back to a house is worth what someone's prepared to pay for it. Um, but at the same time, you've got house price reports and indexes coming out as house price increase at 12.4% over the last 12 months, which is Mad. a lot of money, isn't it? A lot it's of a lot money. Of money. Um, so... Where there's change, there's opportunity, isn't there? Where there's change, there's opportunity. And maybe now is a great time for some agents to, to start to surge forward. And that there isn't necessarily a better time than where we are now to, to have a go, really, and push forward. And I think that it's a good it's a good housing market. I think is it, this is the housing market where you can make a difference, isn't it? I, I know so. you're still in one of the bubbles and you're still getting it. <laughs> you're still pulling your hair out and you're getting offers on everything like to go out of fashion. New stock, getting interest. Um, but agents are having to do a little bit more work. And it, yeah. I was talking to another agent the other day who was working with their team and just wanted some help and thoughts on working with their team on how to have um, a lot more proactivity in their hot box and database of buyers um, and go switching from that mindset of being a order taker to becoming a deal maker 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. So despite the, the journalists and the media doing their best to kind of say housing crash bubble about to burst, I would say it's still like a rolling stone, gathering no moss whatsoever and rolling forward. But it is taking a little bit longer to you know, progress those transactions. And I think well, there was a right move, dare I, dare I say it, there was a right move um, news article, which actually I thought was really, really good. And we used it in our team meeting to say, this is a really good sort of way to focus sellers' uh, minds. And the, the thing was that 150 days it's taking from agreeing a sale to completion. So Ooh. if you want to be in by Christmas, you need to be getting your house on the market PVQ. And we've seen these stats in the past, but again, it just I haven't seen anything quite as long as that as recently. And this is our kind of log jam that's happening. So everything we can do at the, the, the outset, the front end, before we come to launch a property to the market or a rental property to the market, getting all our paperwork, all our ducks in a row, uh, using that old adage, I think really is going to help kind of speed things up. But speed things up is not, it's not the right word to use because... You can't speed things up because it's out of your control once you go into solicitor's hands, isn't it? So actually what we need to be doing as agents is looking at all the prop tech, all the different um, ways, reservation agreements and ways that we can put the deal together to make sure that we, we're paid quicker. We get that deal over the line quicker um, because the protracted um, timescales lead to uncertainty, particularly as, you know, we're saying that at the moment crisis is the new normal and cost of living um, issues. And I think that the quicker you can get that sale um, over the line, the less likely it's got a falling through. And there is a lot of change at the moment, people changing mm. their minds. Um, I think we, you, you indicated, didn't you, about... Um, you'd heard that people were going to the supermarket and telling the cashiers to stop at £30 because they didn't have any more money. Um, I've heard an instance this week of someone saying, no, I can't go to that conference because I haven't got any fuel. So it's it's a, it's a just a different mindset, isn't it? So this, cri is this crisis the new normal? I think that it's... Oh, we're going to embrace it, haven't we? You know, you and I have never worked in a period of inflation. Some people who are launching podcasts probably have. Um, but the... Um, but inflation is a forty-year high. Um, fuel, one ninety-nine point nine pence at my local Tesco's for a litre of diesel yesterday, um, which is a lot of money, isn't it? You know, lots of um, lots of talk about, as you say, as they're coming out this week and turning around and saying that people are saying to their cashiers to stop at spending at thirty pounds. Farmers coming out saying that there's not going to be enough turkeys at Christmas because they're too expensive um to rear now um so there's lots of doom and gloom. it feels like we've gone back to the 70s isn't it? this is my perception of the 70s before i was born when nottingham forest were win winning the european cups and the best, <laughs> the best team in the in europe um but we've got picket lines at railway stations we've got a tory government that's trying to make change we've got inflation knocking on the door of 10 percent going to go above it feels like we've gone back 50 yes. years, doesn't it? Um, yes. So therefore, we've got a crisis. We've got a crisis with cars not being able to be delivered on time. Yeah. We've got a crisis of if you order a photocopier like months ago, it still can't be delivered. Supply chain is an issue, isn't it? We're going to come on to suppliers again because I want to go with suppliers this week. So, therefore, where there's change is opportunity, where there's crisis is opportunity. Crisis is the new norm. Yeah. What can you try and do? And I think that brings us back to the whole point of our show today, which is all about TNTs and the joy of tiny things, um, the joy of small things. So do you enjoy a small thing? 
What, like a dash out dog or like a small biscuit or something like that, Martin? They don't make diamonds the size of house bricks, someone's always told me. But I want to talk to you about The Joy of Small Things. This is a book that I've been reading, The Joy of Small Things by Hannah Jane Parkinson. And um, we talk a lot on this show. And I think a lot of us, when we're focusing in our on our businesses, wanting to get bigger and wanting to get... Yeah being of a growth mindset getting better getting bigger and so therefore you're constantly beating yourself up if somebody else is getting bigger or larger or stronger a greater market share a larger rental portfolio ahead of you um, or you're not meeting the expectations that you're setting yourself personally um, and this book just uh, talks about actually just calm things down a little bit and just think about some of the small things in life that bring us a huge amount of pleasure for example, receiving or writing a handwritten letter. Yeah. You know, you know, I when you get a handwritten card or a note, it's lovely, isn't it? You know, I'm, I'm, mm. I've, I've had some lovely moon pig cards, but it's nice when someone's taking the time to pick a card and write it. Um, the moment after you've been walking, you're a little bit out of breath, and it's been that sort of just you're sitting down making a cup of tea. The moment after you've been walking, an open fire, a bit difficult when it's 27 degrees outside. Um, but that open fire, going to the cinema alone. Have you ever been to the cinema alone? You should go to the cinema alone or the theatre alone. It's a very, very um, cathartic thing to do. It's it's brilliant. Um, giving yourself time to have a bath rather than rushing yeah. around with a shower, you know? Um, putting your phone on aeroplane mode for an hour or half a day. Love that. Flirting, <laughs> the moment of silence, free upgrades. Recovering from a cold. It's brilliant. Just the little things in life, that the smell of wood. Mm. Just just those little things in life. Not the smell of trainers, but trainers are also in here. Maybe not the smell of them. Do you know what, do you um, know what I quite a like? A good coffee. Do you know what I quite like? is when you go and you're looking around a house and someone goes, oh, this is the workshop, and you walk in and it's got that workshoppy, like, yeah. oily smell like of your granddad kind of. You know? and I, I, I really like that. Exactly. The joy of small things. Playing a board game. Spending time, can you imagine the time, last time that you had the opportunity to play a game of Monopoly with your children? Oh, yes, I did. And it was last night, let me tell oh, you. There we go. That's it, good. It's Monopoly card game and it's our new thing, but we can't play the board game because it ends up in a lot of swearing it and a lot it. of throwing. So it's Bo not good. Bonding with strangers. And this is what I'm looking forward to at the Property Mark Conference next week, um, is bonding with strangers. People that we haven't ever met or we've talked, um, only ever met virtually or via message um, yeah. actually getting time to bond with them so the joy of small things but i think you could take that to a whole new level when you start thinking about our business and how we communicate with people um and and the service that we have um and i think there is some things that and i we we set each other a challenge didn't we a couple of days ago to think about what are the tiny little things that you can do that make an impact on someone yeah. else? And I've got five and I know you've got five. And although I don't know what your five are mm -hmm. and you don't know what my five are, so there could be a bit of a conflict here because we could come up with okay. the same thing, but we'll see. Um, but my first one would be to um, be on time. Be yeah. on time. So little thing, just to be on time. A, it shows the importance um, to your meeting, whoever you're meeting, if that yeah. is a business meeting, if that's a friend for a coffee, if that's a market appraisal, if that's a viewing, being on time. But also the benefit that has to you where you don't feel stressed rushing to an appointment, thinking I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. And the first words that come out of your mouth when you're meeting a stranger for the first time or a friend that you've loved for years is, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry <laughs> I'm running late. You know, I'll like, remind you of that. I'll remind wouldn't you. It be better? Wouldn't it be better if the first words that came out of your mouth was, hello, lovely to see you? Um, so my first thing, my first time noticeable thing that can improve your business is okay. be on time. Okay. I like that. I like that. So my TNT, my first one is make people feel taller. Yeah. Um, make people feel great. Yeah. Um, build them up. Yeah. And make them feel good about themselves. Because like you said, we, we do get kind of pushed, get better, get, you know, but actually sometimes just, just saying a beautiful compliment to someone of wow that's a great dress your hair looks awesome what a lovely lipstick you're wearing it's you know <laughs> those are the, those are the comments that you generally get don't they <laughs> uh, but just be more passionate about others i think i like that that's good isn't it but they always just say i had a senior partner that used to turn around and say you'd want to be if you're going to go if you're going to be in the trenches and go over the top you'd want him next to you or you'd want yeah. her next to you because they just build you up and yeah. surround yourself with people that make you feel good okay my second one um similar sort of lines and you may have this one as well listen my mom always taught me you've got one mouth and two ears use them in mm -hmm. that proportion um and we and he's not had such a great month but gareth southgate is arguably one of the most successful men's england football team managers that we've had around for many years and mm -hmm. the, and um, i remember reading an article about gareth and why was he successful and he said that he used to listen to his players to really understand what they want to achieve in their careers and then help them do it so understand what motivates somebody by listening to them properly listening to them. not listening to them as you are me now where you just you kind of also reading what your next thing is going to be and half listening to me but deep listening into exactly what's being said to you so that you can then act upon it so okay. proper deep listening is my second okay. tnt so my second tnt is and we've talked about this on the show before and it's similar to one of yours i think but it's make your thanks count so you know nothing is nicer than you said earlier you know a moon pig card or a, a, a handwritten card um and and it makes you just go oh my god that's lovely but and i always think a, a thoughtful small gift always trumps a lavish gesture yeah yes something small so for instance it was my birthday um last week and i no had way. a birthday card from the lovely stephen brown now yeah. you just don't expect to get a birthday card from a trainer a supplier from another car i didn't even get a birthday card from you yeah no. um so and i just thought that's really nice and that is on my desk standing out proud and i just look at it and go wow that's lovely so i too have had a birthday card from um from stephen in the past and it's handwritten as well isn't it yeah. You know what I mean? It says back to that book, doesn't it? A handwritten note. It makes yeah. all the difference, doesn't it? Definitely. I remember so I remember going to one of Stephen's courses. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Um okay, I'm gonna have one more worky one, then I'm gonna have a bit more personal. Oh, so worky one. Go beyond expectations. Go beyond mm -hmm. expectations. Yeah. So so we are accused in our industry of falling beneath expectations. Um, I'll give you an example. I went to a very nice pub for a meal. Um, that was out of area for me down in the south down there um and <laughs> um, and you could stay over there was no rooms in the actual pub and they have a number of little cottages and i stayed in one of the cottages i finished the uh, meal and uh, asked for the bill and they gave me so you're staying with us tonight we'd like to give you this and they gave me this little hamper and in there was a little flask flask as you would say flask of hot milk or um um what's that thing that your granny used to drink horlicks 
Horlicks um, and some chocolates um, to have before you went to bed. And I thought, what a lovely little going above expectation yeah. thing that was. So go beyond expectation is a little thing. Okay. Um, so my next one is still a worthy one. Um, and it is do what you say you're going to do. Call back when you say you're going to do. You know, mm. set your promises up and blimmin' do them. So... You just, you might not have the information, you might be just touching base with someone, but just call back when you've promised to call back. Yeah, just so simple. Simple as that. Simple as that. Love that. For me, be less Insta is what I've found here. Be less Insta. <laughs> Instagram versus reality. Um, everyone's having the time of their life on Instagram. Is it just me that wakes up sometimes feeling a bit grotty or that I sat in the garden and sweated like a pig yesterday, not sat there with a gin and tonic of an Aperol spritz overlooking a beautiful view? Um, the... Um, don't try and be better. Just don't put yourself through the expectations of trying to be perfect and 100% all of the time. Um, just just be less insta. Be less insta. Okay. So my next one is encourage positivity. So this is the I've got to, I get to kind of thing. Just yeah. get that release of the your dopamine, your endorphins, and just make everywhere just a happier place by motivation and positivity that's what i think encourage positivity that goes back to your first point isn't it which is that you feel good if you make somebody else feel good so it's a little bit like when you let somebody out at the traffic isn't it you let somebody out at the traffic in the hope that they wave back to you and you wave back to you in the morning mm -hmm. then you feel like a good person don't you yeah. positivity my last one then last one control what you can control and start with yourself so look after yourself. You know, you are you are no good in your career, your friendship group, your family, your business, if you are burnt out. You mm -hmm. know, it's um, you don't. What do you do when you when your iPhone or mobile phone goes down to three percent charge? You put it back on charge. Yeah. You stop using it for a while whilst you put it back on charge. Um, mm -hmm. Exactly the same. Give yourself time for you. Control what you can control by looking after you first. Um, it goes back to that old thing when you're on a plane. Remember those days when you're on a plane? And they always say, don't you put your oxygen mask on you before you put it on others. You've got mm -hmm. to look after yourself first before you can do all these things that we're talking about as a helping others. Yeah. You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't pour from an empty cup. So and my last one is keep being like a child. Keep asking questions. Be inquisitive. Remember right. those days when you go... How's that do? Why is the sky blue, mummy? What's it? Just keep asking the questions. It's Father Christmas real. Um, just, I, I'm, I'm yes. also a bit slightly That's a stupid question. There. I know, I'm sorry. But just be inquisitive. Remember how exciting it was to kind of learn something new. So we've been at our office going, right, every day is a school day. I need to learn something new. And there's a, actually, I can't even go there. So I won't, won't go there. But I'll give you my sushi. I'll give you my sushi kind of thing about inquisitiveness asking questions and learning new things so i now know having gone on a sushi course it's quite exciting i will get to the point um that you you will not or should not get ill from eating raw fish because what they do with the tuna sashimi which is or they say it's sushi grade tuna is they deep uh, freeze it instantly and that oh. kills the bacteria so then when you defrost it you can eat it raw See? See, every day's every a school day. day. 
every day. You every day to school day. Every day to school day. If I, I um, I mean, this was told to me by an eleven-year-old, so I ought to get it checked out before I ought to before I announce it. But apparently, ducks can change gender. Do you know that? I perhaps no. need to Google that before I talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not sure. Do you know the person to ask? Who? Julian O'Dell. He's been doing his duck duck day. Julian O'Dell, he? will you tell us, please? Does a duck change gender? Um, but on that, um, I did um, want to give you a piece of advice that I've learned. Okay. I always knock on the fridge door before I open it. Do you know? That? No. Just in case there's a salad dressing. <laughs> Thank you, Tom oh, McGee, for that I joke. Like that. I quite like that. That's I've become good. part of the Dad Joke Society. It's good. So what are the other top tips we can give our listeners this week? So you need to listen. You've talked about that. This is summarising our kind of TNTs. You need to uh-huh. listen. You listen. need to agree, kind of like collaboratively, and you need to change, yeah? Adapt. So we're not talking about go bigger, Yeah. But getting better. Getting better. Exactly. The joy of small things. Um, I like that. That's good. So we talked, we touched upon this earlier slightly about no better time to go out there and do something. I remember being at a, um, I can't remember, it was, an, it was an American, an Australian trainer's course. And they posed a question, um, Troy, Troy, what's his name? Troy Malcolm. Um, and yeah. he posed a question at the very start of his course. And I now pose it to all teams I work with. And whenever I start a course as well, actually, because I think it's a brilliant question for you to ask yourself. If you knew you weren't to fail, weren't able to fail, what would you start in your career or business? If you knew you weren't going to mm-hmm. fail, what would be the thing that you would start in your career or business? Um, and I was watching a little video on BBC News today um, from Tej Lavani, the old um, mm-hmm. Dragon's Den guy. And he was talking about there is no better time to have a go no better time to have a go well why is it no better time to have a go because we talked about inflation it's all doom and gloom why on earth would you think about launching a new product or starting a new part of a division of your business um, when it's all going to liquid sh1t um but actually the barriers of entry are very low nowadays yeah. digitally you can communicate with your and what Tejla Levan is you can communicate directly and build relationships with your customers directly um very cheaply and very easily mm. via the internet and digitalization of social media no longer do you have to spend tens and hundreds of thousands of pounds on television advertising and radio advertising and print that we I mean we used to spend hundreds of pounds in the newspaper yeah. Remember, I know mm-hmm. we now took it to Right Move and they're bored, they can go on holiday. <laughs> but we used to pay it on the newspaper, do you remember? Um, and um, but you don't need to do that, do you? And actually, you can now build rapport and relationships with people that you've never even met by social media. If you want to open a bank account, it's a bank, it's a few clicks to understand so, what legislature you need, it's all available to you free of charge online. So, what would you do differently then with a state what? agency? Or what would what you bring would, into your business now to go, do you know what, I've always wanted to try it. If you knew you couldn't fail then, what do, what would you do? Oh, so that's interesting because normally I go straight for growth. But in a show when we're talking about keeping it real and keeping it small, what makes me think about what would I do differently if I was to not go? Then I would therefore tap into the change, the post-pandemic change of being part of the community. And people wanting to be part of that. And I don't think that the state agents, I know you do that brilliantly. Um, and there's a handful of estate agents that do. But um, I think 
if I could knew that I wouldn't fail, then I would go um, local and I'd go green. Okay. I like the, yeah, definitely the green, the sustainability thing. That's definitely, but, but. I, That's hard I, though, Katie. It is hard. That's it is. Hard. So what, what I would do is I would just make it so much easier for Mr. A, Miss A, Ms. A, he, she, we, it, to be able to book a viewing really, really easily in whatever format they wanted. So digitalize the process totally in a traditional estate agency, but also have the ability for them to come into the branch, pick up the phone, etc. Because we know, I just find our, our, our industry is still very clunky. Yeah. yeah and if I know I couldn't fail, I would probably take a lot of the detail that kind of an online agent might have done and try and put that, but, but not blend it, have, have it distinctly that you can do this online or you can come into branch or you can pick up phone. Now people have probably done that, you know, lots of people have probably done it, but I haven't seen anyone do it really, really successfully where it's really seamless all the way through. So a total digital process, which means a, a human being is out of it. So you can go from viewing a property, obviously you've got to see someone, but only view the property, but you could, you could have no contact with that agent apart from, or another human being apart from the viewing process and the rest of it is all an automated or digital process. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think that's quite interesting. So the but, other thing that we, we're doing slightly different and I've touched base on it and it is tonight is our landlord seminar. Now again, probably there's plenty of our listeners that have gone, oh, I've done that, done that. but actually we've done it and it's almost i would say on the back of a fag packet and it's really good we've had to close we've now got over 50 well, landlords attending so some are our current landlords and some are other agents landlords and some are landlords that manage the you know, diy landlords yeah. and we've had to close it at 50 because that's our booked a room at the race course and that's the biggest room we can have but that's phenomenal and there is a yeah, massive well appetite out there to for people to have um the the knowledge that they kind of particularly with the white paper so i think i've chanced upon it really luckily that i'm only doing my seminar a week after this white paper where it's still all up in the air and all a bit like oh my god what's going on but i've had a number of people say i can't come are you doing a drop-in clinic would you have you got some notes that i can have are you, are you selling the presentation have you got a book i can uh, by, you know, can you come and see my property? That's ultimately what it's all about. Um, but I just thought it was a, a way for us as agents to look at it slightly differently that, like you say, not everyone wants to go into a room. Sometimes people want to do something online. So why don't you do an online landlord clinic? You know, yeah. why, you know and we've talked before about guides. And I know Jerry Lyons is really, really hot on his kind of like, there's lots of different buyer profiles. So why don't you market to each of them or provide them with the information they need so first time sellers, we've, again, we've talked about this. Why don't you have an evening or a, you know, 15 minute Zoom call where someone can book in, you know, with you and do that. So just a few different things, isn't it, that we can do a bit differently. And if we knew it was going to be a success and we wouldn't fail, we'd all be doing it. You'd do it, wouldn't you? And that goes back to your TNTs, your tangible things, giving to receive and giving your expertise and giving your time and listening to people um making it easier i love that that's very good mm. very good um so just um one very important piece of news that you, everyone should be aware of remember the um 20 and 50 pound notes that were in um, paper and you're yeah. from devon so you've probably got them all under the bed haven't you under the mattress where the rest <laughs> of us put them in a bank uh you'll have it under the mattress 
and then they've gone all plastic, um, which I always think is hilarious. Because I, mean, I don't think it's recyclable, but um, always think that's hilarious when we're trying to get rid of plastic and we've made all our money plastic. Um, the um, you've only got a few weeks to go, literally a few oh. weeks to go to get rid of your twenty and fifty pound. Well, get spending. Uh, get spending. spending. As you and I are in Londonia next week, um, then you can bring all your paper twenty pound notes and buy a drink at the bar. Yes. <laughs> So we will be back live and bright next week, hopefully, <laughs> um, from London. We're going to be in the same room together. We're going to be doing um, a live uh, next week. Now, we're going to try and do it at 8.35, um, but we're not quite sure. Of the... <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit early because uh, some of us are having some drinks tonight before. Um, and um, we're not quite sure of the conference kind of start and where we can do it. But if we can't come to you live at 8.35, we will be coming through snippets throughout the day um, and probably a walk through the conference itself just to give you a kind of heads up for those that can't attend or don't want to come to London or anything like that uh, we will be reporting from the coalface next week so looking forward Ooh, like to a all. pit walk like Martin Blunder's pit walk on the F1 well yes I've got my gimbal charged up ready I just I think we could just give it a go it's a first Ooh, we're I always like about it. first Martin aren't we we're always yeah. about first and then others follow. So let's set the bar high. Let's get it out there. <laughs> okay, so um, this show, we've talked about the tiny noticeable things. We've talked about the joy of small things. We've talked about looking after yourself. We've talked about inflation. We've talked about, is there a better time to have a go? And if you couldn't fail, what would you do? Um, the highlight of the show has to have been the joke halfway through. But thank you very much for tuning into House of Property this week. Um, if you like what we've done, please share it. Please tell people. We can find us on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube. Um, you can't get away from us, really. We're a bit like dog poo. Um, but if there's anything you wanted to talk about, then please like and share, comment on our page, and we will see you all next week. Signing off.